Hey, you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. The last week or so, I have been talking to people about purpose and finding your God-given, driven mission and purpose and all of that. And it has drawn me to the conclusion that too many people are stuck. I can't even describe the level of anger, sadness, and the combo thereof that that brings to me. So having conversations with people, just pretty much asking them, you know, why are you staying in certain jobs that you don't have a passion for or doesn't drive you, doesn't bring an excitement? Like, what's going on? So it seems like the synopsis is either A, the job that they currently have um, is providing them finances and opportunities that they aren't able to match and find somewhere else because of maybe not having a degree or whatever has been the quote-unquote holdup. And concluding all this and asking the questions and just finding out why I just figured out that so many people are opting out of passion due to finances or not finding a matched opportunity with their passion. Now, here's my thing. Some time ago, if you would have asked me a couple of years, I would have weighed opportunities differently. But I think as you navigate through life and the experiences thereof, opportunities take a different spin for you. So maybe a couple of years ago, finances was the opportunity and anything that wasn't matching your ideal finances wasn't considered an option at all. Or maybe it was, no, really need a great benefit package, great health plan and all that um, because healthcare is extremely expensive. So I need to know that wherever I'm going, I'm being taken care of on the healthcare side. Or maybe it was commute. Nope, I'm not commuting. You're not going to have me feeling like I'm an LAX driver all day long, not doing it. And for those who don't know, that's the airport in Los Angeles. I hear it's terrible. Never been, but I don't want to because I hear so much about it. Pretty much saying that opportunities shift and change as you get older. And it just so happened that I am at this peak of opportunity for me is anything that does not take me away or snatch away me working on my purpose. I am willing to do be a pizza delivery driver, whatever on the side generates some fair legal revenue without taking away what I'm destined and purpose to do. I am very clear that I am wired to help people. I am very clear that no matter where I am, whether I am shining shoes, ordering something, whatever, wherever I am at, fast food does not matter. I am, one, a advocate for all things and something needs to change so that people can be better. And two, I always tend to talk to people and find myself in counsel mode. Now, Here's my thing. Having this great idea for your life is cool. Having this great plan for your life is even cooler. But God has a plan for each and every person, particularly to the way and specified to the way that you are wired. He did not wire me to be athletic and want to do all things athletic. I'm just 
I'm not interested. Although I like to watch a sport or two. I am not wired to want to pick up a ball, dribble it, all that. The nails, I just, I can't, I won't. And sweating, mm -mm. it's just not my thing. It's not how I'm wired. I don't find joy in that. That will be a task. That will be a lifelong of, oh, when do we get paid again? I have to remember the dollar amount as I'm doing this because I'm uncomfortable all day long. I remember I wanted to go outside and be the cool mom. And so I'm dribbling up and down, you know, the driveway with my son. And I actually stopped. And I was like, is sweat supposed to be dripping down, like, my leg and stuff? And and they were like, yeah. I said, so y- when y'all play, you feel that discomfort and y'all play through that? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, count me out. Um, whatever list my name is on, if you can just scratch that, matter of fact, double scratch, just so that there's no discrepancy that I'm not interested. So if them boys is on that, uh, big screen, NBA court, whatever, playing through all that, then God bless y'all. Y'all would have to give me, um, towel breaks. I'm not going to be able, this is uncomfortable, Sweat is right there and right there and seeping through that. No, I just, I can't. So to know that, so you playing through that discomfort just shows you're wired. And um, yeah, this is a passion and joy for you because I can't. I don't care how much of the zeros is behind that first number. Mm-mm. It's just not going to work. And by talking to people this week alone, I just realized a couple of things. When you tap into passion... It is a Duracell battery that you can't find at not near shelf, at not near rollback price. It is exactly what you need to get you to the next layer because you will have obstacles and discomforts and things that willpower and determination is just not going to be the vehicle to get you there. It's just, it's not. And hand in the air right now, I am probably the most determined person that I've ever known. You, I say I'm getting ready to do something, guarantee you it's already been done or it happened yesterday because today's too late. Yeah, I'm about that life. But to be quite honest with you, willpower and determination, it has, it has limited a time, right? There's an expiration date to that. But the joy of finding out your passion And to be completely honest with you, it's not as difficult as all of us think. Literally, you can look at a child and know exactly what they're wired to do. You can look at someone who, that's why it's not weird when you ask a singer like, so how long have you been singing? And they're like, man, since I've been like six months in the womb. Like, oh, okay. (laughs) No, but you, you always hear a weird number like ever since I've been three or, you know, five, I was hitting notes sounding like Mariah Carey on that whistle, you know, that goes all the way up there. That, that note. Yeah, that one. And it's like you've been doing that since then because we come out with our God given purpose. We then are put in a place to go ahead and, and exercise that. And along the way, we either hone that or we let go of that because, um, you know, somebody else had a better idea, whether it's us, somebody in our family or society, whomever. And it's just a disservice to know that there is something in you that has been brewing, that has been just sitting on you, assigned to you purposely by God to fill out on earth and it's not being done. 
So many people, I'm talking to people who are like, listen, I don't have the degree to go out and do such and such. But listen, there's not a degree, an accolade, a let nothing else behind your name that you need to get to where God wants you to be. I don't understand how doctors go to 5,100 years of school, don't know how you do that, and still breathe. And mm -mm, how old are you when you start practicing? Congratulations, 81. Like, wow. But you have to have a heart to, I want to be in the healing business. For some people, that just may be their ministry. You want someone who's passionate about seeing someone be healed enough to say, I'm going to keep going to school. You see what I'm saying? I don't want someone in a dentist's office that got an online certificate in three months. I just, I don't. You need to have a certain, listen, I'm scared of needles. The smell of dentistry just scares me alone. Making the appointment sends a little chill. Like, mm, I just, wait, I'm sorry. Can we push that back to February 30th because I just, something came up? Yeah, because I can't, you know. But you want someone who has the dedication behind their purpose. You want a counselor sitting in front of you that has a heart for people. You want someone teaching your children or a child that you know that has a passion and a heart for kids in a way that they take care of that child like it's theirs. You want someone taking care of your car and doing maintenance on your car like that was like that was their car because they have a passion about cars to that degree that they take care of it. And not I'm just doing this because, you know, my parole officer said I need a job of some sort. So just, you know, let me just whatever. That's why if we have more people tapping into their God given purpose and tapping into that passion, we would as a society just be completely different. But on a lower scale, on an individual scale. Can you imagine getting up every single morning feeling like I can't wait to get at it? I can't wait to do that thing. Now, granted, it comes with things attached to it that, you know, it could be unfavorable. I'm sure doctors, you know, didn't go to all those years of school to then have to be a part of the reporting of abuse and neglect part. I'm sure you didn't want to do that part. I'm sure teachers didn't want to teach to then have to clean their classroom, do a work plan, do all that. I'm sure you just wanted to get, get me to the nectar of teaching the children, you know? I'm sure nail technicians didn't go to school and do all that they did or whatever they have to do to get that. To then have to deal with disgruntled people who got attitude problems or they real, real tricky. You want rhinestones all around. You want 50 inch nails. I'm sure it was just like, just let me be creative and make you pretty. I don't feel, I just don't, I don't feel like it. I don't. And so I feel like this moment this is a time that more than ever, and it's just been on me, of just get to the passion. You know, so many times we are being taught by hindsight. Ah, if I would have knew what I knew then, what I know now. Who wants to live by that theme? Who wants to do that? Why don't you look at the fact of where you're at right now? Let's just throw an age. Let's say 30. You should be looking 10 years ahead at 40 and saying, what am I doing now so that the 40-year-old me says, thank you. 
Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for being bold enough to step out. Thank you for letting such and such go. Thank you for not letting that job beat you up. Thank you for not staying because you put so much time in, you know, you just stuck. Thank you. Let's live forward instead of looking backward because, you know, we were smarter now than we were before. No, no, no. Let's be smart now so that later that uh, we, we just increase our wisdom to the point that 40 is like, and if you're 40, what are you doing to make sure that 50-year-old you is saying thank you? Saying thank you. Step out. Do the hard part of stepping out. The maintenance of your purpose is not your job. It is God's plan. You give him your yes. You do the things that God told you to do. You go ahead and control the variables that you can control. But this entire platform, this entire story is God's. It's not your job to hold it together, keep it running, do all that. You should not be tirelessly working in your purpose. This should really be a joy in the fact that you get to tap into something on a daily basis. Hearing a no shouldn't stop a purpose. Then that means it wasn't purpose. It was just, you know, a quick dream. It was an idea at that point. If hearing no, getting obstacles in front of you, having things, certain things stop you, if that is enough to demolish your whole entire purpose, it wasn't a dream at all. Just, it was a good idea. And be honest with yourself enough to say, eh, yeah, it sounds good, and walk away. But to get the idea of what the passion is, it's not difficult. It's what do you do effortlessly? You either get commended on it or you get to step back and say, man, I'm really good at this. That you can picture yourself doing either for free or you would go ahead and volunteer that service to be a help somewhere else and you wouldn't even think about a dollar amount. That is how you identify purpose. Because in that, it develops happiness. It develops, um, you just have a self-satisfaction. You will, you will get things that you'll never be able to get from a million dollar check from a job you don't have a purpose in. Trust and believe. What do you do effortlessly? What drives you? What makes you lean in a little bit more? What motivates you? What do you get excited or passionate about? Angered, emotional, whatever it is that just the average person just, eh, it's not that serious. That is your passion. A lot of the times passion is found because you see a problem when no one else sees a problem. The only difference is you want to create a solution. A lot of the times passion is I want to be for someone else with someone was not for me. A lot of the times passion is pretty much something that you do and it's just I would love to do this for the rest of my life. And this would be happiness to me. This would be self-fulfillment for me. That's why getting to know yourself on a one-on-one -on -one basis it's so important because you'll be able to quickly identify it. And it's okay if you're 30, 40, and you're still like, <laughs> I, I still don't know. I'm not too sure. Money is always an okay goal to have. Money is not passion. Passion and purpose will always link with prosperity. Meaning, 
you don't get something for a dollar amount and then try to be great at it or just if you are great at it just align your greatness with a dollar amount that's not purpose purpose is I would do this thing for free because of how it makes me feel. I'm going to pursue it to make it a lifestyle and prosperity will follow it because I will do this thing with such greatness because it means something to me. You don't want to cut a corner because it means something to you. You don't want to cheat your way to get there because it means something to you. A dollar amount will never equate to that ever. And once you are blessed enough to identify what your passion is, it's almost like getting a corner piece of the pie that God made for your life. And it starts to feel a lot like, what do I need to do to get more of that? It is a relentlessness to, I have to get that. But don't be a fool. Passion does come with its fraternal twin of, Trying to do it at the perfect time and being nervous to step out. But you have to get to a point that you realize my happiness is contingent on me fulfilling this purpose. And if happiness is not a goal for you, then just let it be. I don't want to be great at something I wasn't called to be. There are people in great positions that have another desire to be something different, but can't step out because you either made a lifestyle for the income that you have in the job that you're currently at. So now there is this feeling of stuck because there's this concern of, but if I step out, everything else is going to unravel. You know what the truth really is? Like seriously, like I'm going to lean in real quick. If you're going to live this life, please live. You're either going to let a job opportunity unravel you from the inside out. Because let's just be honest, like the way that jobs is equipped now is outrageous. The amount of things they want you to do for that salary and dare you not to ask for an increase. Whoa. And so I just I don't even want people to get to the. I just wish we taught children early. What excites you? Not, what do you want to be when you get older? How much older? Because we, we, 40-year-olds still asking themselves that. 55-year-olds are still like, <laughs> I mean, I've been doing this for this long. Yeah, but you know what? If you could do anything in the world, minus money, don't factor in money, don't factor in location, factor in pure contentment. What would you do? What would you do? That is how you find passion. That is how you find purpose. Because once you identify it, because we are creative beings, because we came from a creator, Something weird starts to happen when you align with passion. It's almost like the world and God do this great thing of laying out this path. And your only goal is to make sure that you don't get defeated by trying to pick it up and carry it out by yourself. Even Jesus came down and knew what he was called to do and knew he needed at least 12 people with him. 
You may not need 12 people, but just know, I just feel like whatever notion that we have about passion, because just keep, keep it real. Passion sounds like you're broke, you got a dream until one of the lucky ones gets a big break, right? That's the ideal of passion. Whereas we've given another narrative to you get a good education, you get a degree, you work for a company, you then work your way up, hard work pays, you then retire, I guess, at some point, and then boom, good life. But that whole thing is the bunk when you start looking at people making bank who don't have that degree. That whole thing is the bunk when you see someone left a good job to go find their passion, and you know what? They are either better off emotionally or better off financially. So yeah, it could be rattled. But if you had to choose between doing something that when you woke up, you didn't have the Monday blues, would you do that? If you had to choose to have a hard day, would you want to choose it at a job or choose it as something that you're like, this adds to me? Had a hard day, but that doesn't make it a bad decision that I stepped out and did something brave. I wish I could take a poll on how many people actually feel like I am following the systematic way to success and none of this is my passion. If you put so much work in getting a degree of some sort, if you put so much work in getting at a job and building up the clientele or networking, right? you're putting so much work in something that's not your passion imagine what will happen if you put that same energy into a passion where would you be six months to a year give yourself the opportunity listen jobs is jobs a dozen they're not going nowhere god gave out jobs in the garden i mean jobs are not going anywhere could you at least do something that you said six months to a year, I'm going to go hard. I'm going to make sure I put all my time, my resources, whatever I need to do in a wise way. And I'm going to co-pilot this thing with God and I'm going to get with him and I'm going to see where he takes it. Because I said yes, so I'm sitting in this seat. I'm co-piloting with him and I want to see where God's going to take it. All he needs is your yes and your availability. He will equip you for, for the purpose. He will equip you for the path. Give God your yes. Put forth your best and watch what happens. God is undefeated at making people great. Undefeated. But on the flip side, the enemy kind of got, you know, he got a little bit of a little stake in making sure that he scares people out of doing it. How weird is it not to be able to take something from someone, but to persuade them mentally to never approach it? How much power are we giving the enemy at that point? You can't touch, you can't touch me. You can't touch my passion. God's not going to allow you to touch his plan. But the whisper and the whatever the fear that comes in through the ear whether you see somebody else like, oh, I don't, I don't, I'm never going to get it. I don't want a house because I saw such and such get a house and they got to, you know, foreclose on it. And like, so wait a minute, you're going to live, you're going to live vicariously through somebody else's experience and let fear be your guide. That's not the way at all. I just wish that we all got to a place that we like, look, I have been working 
for umpteen years. And I have yet to work on my passion. I owe it to myself, my descendants, my 10 years from now self to look back and say, you tried. And I pray that once you start trying, that it becomes so appeasing to you that you like, I don't want to try nothing else. That's where you have to get. That's where we all should be. Now, it doesn't sound like going into the office and saying, I quit. <laughs> Slamming doors and just, you know, building a tent saying this is how I'm going to live for a little bit. Maybe it doesn't look like that. And you would have to get with God to really understand the steps because the plan is already there. The plan is to get to your purpose. But the Bible says he orders your steps, right? So that means that we give him our yes and we say, okay, what's next? For some people, it does sound like leave the job. For, for others, it sounds like go part-time. For others, it sounds like, yeah, work there a couple more months, then go ahead and save that up. And then It's a strategic plan. All you're asking God for is strategy to work your purpose. Strategy to work his plan for your life. Let's stop praying that God blesses stuff that he didn't purpose you to do. And God is so awesome that it's like, you know what, he'll... He'll go ahead and make sure that we're okay. You know, God just, I pray that I get this promotion. It's not your purpose, but okay. You get to choose what path you want to take. Choose the path of purpose. Choose it. And then get courageous enough and brave enough to walk through it that when you see someone else in this stuck mentality that's going on, you're able to say, "Mm -mm, we don't even have to read about other people's greatness. I can tell you my own personal story and you can just excite them. The reason why this excites me is because I have real life examples around me of people who stepped out and did something great. And I also have real life examples of people who have a, I wish I should have, I could have. And when I weigh the two, I don't like the latter. And when I weigh the two, we're getting older. There should be some wisdom there. Whatever you have to do to adjust your lifestyle, if you have to leave a certain residence to downgrade, to downsize, to let that lease of a car go, to sell your car, to get a putt putt, you should be at a point that you're like, whatever it takes, I'm going to see this through. Yeah, it may sound scary. Yeah, it may even feel a little knock need. But how do you want the 10-year you from now? to look or to sound or to feel are you tiring your body out for jobs that you're not purposed to are you draining your car of all the gas putting all the mileage on it commuting going through traffic you might as well do that for something you really 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 love want to do purpose to do and just and God's behind it the plan that he had for you. Read John, Jeremiah 29, 11. Please read that God already has a plan for you. And it don't have to be cliche. You know, you hear it all the time. God has a plan for you. What it really is, if you dissect it all the way down to the elemental P, is God wired you to do something on this earth that even with all the training in the world, no one else can do as great as you can just naturally enable able to do it. 
He literally designed you when he looked at the timeline of earth and he said, "Mm, okay, so such and such needs to be born in this year so that they can start kind of working in a purpose here. And by the time they do this, it should be A, B, and C. Thank God that um, Thomas Edison made the light before I came because I, mm mm-mm. Thank God that someone was courageous enough to go ahead and make computers where, um, you know, I'm not waiting for the dial-up all the time no more. Thank God that someone made a cell phone that I could read my Bible on. Thank God that somebody else stepped out. Because now I benefit from that. And they benefit from the fact that we will always remember that they stepped out. We have so many examples of people who stepped out. What are you waiting for? I get so passionate about this because I now have tasted, I now have saw, and I see what passion is. My passion is to help people, is to make sure that my voice is heard, and that when my voice is heard, that as I'm speaking, you hear God. And that he specifies in details, customizes what he needs you to hear through me. That, I got that on a way to a job. And when I compared the two, I was ready to pack up the same day. But I needed a strategy. I'm never going to speak on something that I haven't seen myself, experienced myself, or educated myself on. So I pray that you are courageous enough to go find your it. Find it. Hone it. And knock it out the park. All right. I'm going to call you back because I want to know that you did it. We're going to talk about it again if you don't. I'm going to let you know I'm going to keep you accountable because I'm that person. But all right. I ain't going to hold you. I see I got a couple of missed calls. Let me go return these calls. I'm um, going to speak to you later. You know what that means. (laughs) Later.